We're back, everybody. So excited to be here today for another episode of the Grip Wild Men Who Matter podcast. And let me tell you what, we have a special guest with us today. This is a guy I met a couple years ago, and, and he didn't know me from Adam, but uh, for whatever reason, I thought he was a really cool cat, and uh, he always made me laugh. So, But uh, but before we get into that, of course, I have to introduce my man, Brando Brochi, the man who makes this all happen. What up, B? Good to be here, Steve. Excited for today and get to talk to uh, our special guest, but... Uh, Let's get right to it. Yeah, man. So uh, I met Brian Robertson a couple years ago at a classic, and for whatever reason, I felt like I needed to get down in a three-point stance and and uh, square off with him. Which, if you don't know, Brian played eleven years in the NFL, and he is a monster of a man. Uh, and I'm a big guy, but I ain't as big as him. But for whatever reason, I squared up with him, and I looked like a fool. But Brian. Thanks for joining us, man. What is up? No problem, man. Man, just enjoying life. You know, and, and retired now, enjoying life, being with my family, and, and getting a lot of fishing in. That, that's, that's really about it right now. Getting a lot of fishing in. Yeah, Brian played 11 years in the NFL, and even, even more crazy, he played 11 years for one team, the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, last time I checked, uh, Minnesota wasn't a bad fishing spot. Yeah, you know, it's okay. I mean, we, we, we don't like to toot its horn too much. We like to keep the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, what do you call them, the guys that jump over, you know, state lines. We don't like to <laughs> you stay over there, fish your lakes. No, uh, it, it is. It's tremendous fishing up there. Uh, you you got a short season. Yeah, but yeah. In that amount of time, I mean, you can catch a lot of fish. Absolutely. If you guys don't know, Minnesota, the season, whether it's because of frozen water or just the actual – bass season up there is pretty short and um brian's originally from texas which is the opposite end of the spectrum of really fishing year-round growing season year-round he comes from a really pretty amazing state to fish in and uh, brian before we jump into kind of what we really want to peel back today is let's talk a little bit about like where that fishing came from so uh, for for those of you who know Brian or or are not kind of following Brian on his social media right now, you know Brian's retired, but Brian is is pursuing uh, competitive fishing. He's he's fishing tournaments and very much in love with the industry and the sport. But like, where did that come from? Where where were I mean, NFL football player, fully committed, now chasing fishing. Where where what what happened there? Yeah, you know I got I got taught fishing from a young age. My dad, I think. As early as I can remember, three years old, you know, bringing me out to the pond and catching fish and things like that. We had a creek at the bottom of our road, so I'd go fish that every day after school. And so, you know, I had fishing in my blood from an early age. But for me, when it really took off was about five years ago, I made the decision to go out and buy my first bass boat. Nice. And I went out and bought it. I fished out of it for, for a year, kind of going to some lakes and stuff that I'd never been to. I mean, I'd never fished like like that out of a boat. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Never really got out on lakes like that and yeah. fishing out of a boat. It, it started out as an escape from football, you know, something to get away and, and just kind of relax my mind. And I found myself – not missing that competitive part, but being on the water and that competitive part creeping back into me. Yeah. It was like, if I'd see a guy, you know, up the cove there, he catches a fish. Well, now I'm like, okay, 
I'm going to catch two of them, you know, and then it became, then I started learning. It's not about competing against the guys. It's about competing against the fish. And, you know, so all that stuff I've learned over the years has, has kind of become a part of it. And that, to me, that's, that's where all that passion has come from. Absolutely. And I, and I share a very similar kind of point of view on that. You know, I, I was fortunate to play college football as well, but at a, a Division One AA school. But I remember thinking about that transition and that that competitive nature that I had that I really didn't even know I had. Because you know, if you think about it, you know, college sports, professional sports, you really get in this 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 groove or this mode of 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 it's, it's just it's who you are, how you live. You don't really think about all of the process and all the competition that you're, you're really constantly in competition. And then it starts to dwindle away or fade away or really come to an end. Um, and you're like, what's going on? What, why do I feel, why do I feel funny? Why, what's, why do I feel so weird? And you realize, man, I love competing. I need, I need to compete. And, and I, I quickly too jumped into the, the, the tournament world. Um, after, after my, career came to a screeching halt uh, so but Brian let's dive in man because I because when I met you and as I kind of got to know you and 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 you know we'd get to um hang out and at shows and stuff and just through Strike King's relationship that we both have and um I began to think about this this idea of man he he is then 10 now 11 years into the nfl which is like crazy because that's extraordinarily over the the average career stint in the nfl and then even more so the fact that you spent all 11 years at the minnesota vikings and so uh we talk about a lot here at grip wild this idea that we have talents we have giftings we have things that we're really good at but uh, talent's never enough and so you're a great football player at texas and 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 a great football player in the nfl with the vikings but what really i'm trying to get my head around i'd love for you to peel it back is is we we know and we see over and over in our lives that talent's never enough and that there's things that you got to bring around your talent to ever be truly successful and and if you will, man, I just I would love to hear your perspective of maybe what that was. What did you bring around your talent? Like, man, you could have been a phenomenal athlete and really a beast of an athlete your whole life. But you know as well as I do, your talent, there's no way your talent was ever enough to get you to where you got. And what do you feel like what do you feel like that thing was or those things were that you brought around your talent talent that helped you not only succeed in, in football? But but really, kind of stand out in the idea of a of the longevity of your career and the fact that no team, other than maybe a quarterback, keeps people that long. What helped me is is okay. Let let's start this way. Every guy in the NFL is talented. Every guy in Major League Baseball is talented. When you go through these professional sports, NHL, soccer, it doesn't matter what the sport is. Everybody's talented. The guys that stay around, the guys that last long, the guys that have prolonged careers, the guys that stay with one team, they find a way to do something extra to give them an edge over everybody else. And for me, those things were, A, my failures in the past, 
B, my work ethic, and then C, which I, I can definitely hit on as well, is being more mentally prepared than your opponent. And, you know, I, I, the thing I see with professional sports that's different from other things like, you know, I hope people don't get mad at me about this, but let's say an artist. Right. If you're talented as an artist, you can you can run with that talent yeah. forever. Yeah. I mean, very few people are talented enough to truly be artists. Right. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. When you play sports and you get to a certain level, that talent almost becomes obsolete. Right. Because you're as talented as I am. He's as talented as we are. So who's going to be better? That's And to me, that's why I think you see so many guys that are quote unquote first round bust or things like that. It's not because they aren't talented. It's not because they didn't belong there. It was just because everybody else caught up to them and they was, they didn't maybe didn't have the failures throughout life or never failed at sports, you know, was always the man. And then all of a sudden everybody's kind of on the same level and they don't know how to handle it. And for me, there's a couple of times in my life that I can really attribute to what helped me be with the Minnesota Vikings for 11 years. And I remember growing up in the town of Splendora and I'm going through little league and stuff like that. I get to be about 10 years old and I'm the man, like I'm playing running back, playing linebacker, but like running back, I'm getting like, 36 touchdowns in 10 games. I'm rushing for like, you know, 1,500 yards or whatever it is. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm like that dude. Yeah, yeah. And I started to get that attitude. I'm that dude. Not that I would treat people differently, but just in that aspect of life of sports, it was like, I'm that dude. Like, I can just go out here and just do it. Well, <clears throat> it started to catch up to me. We go to junior high. And I go to try out and tell the coach, hey, I want to play running back and linebacker. Well, we get done with tryouts and stuff like that. We go two weeks of camp or whatever, and roster comes out, and I'm I'm playing center and D-tackle. And I'm like, no. I said I'm playing running back and linebacker. You know, and he goes, no, son, you ain't athletic enough. That was the first point in my life that somebody told me I wasn't good enough. Yeah. You know, my dad was always my harshest critic yeah. growing up. He was always like, you got to work for what you get. You got to, you know, and I came home and told him that. And he said, well, you thought you were the man, didn't you? I mean, just straight up. <laughs> you thought you were the man, didn't you? I was like, yeah. He goes, you really want to, you really want to be great? I said, yeah. He goes, you want me to put you through workouts? I said, yeah. And he said, well, if you're going to want me to do this, you ain't quitting. You're going to do it. And he goes, you're going to do it at least through the year. And if at the end of the year you don't want to do it no more, that's fine. Yeah. I won't help you. He goes, I'm not going to waste my time. Mm -hmm. But if you make that commitment today, you're going to do it through the year. And yeah. you're not going to quit. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times <laughs> through that summer, yeah. through that season, I said, I quit. Yeah. And he said, no, you don't. You made yeah. a deal. You're going to stick with it. Yeah. 
My dad had kind of instilled that that driven attitude in me, that that work ethic and things like that. So I attribute a lot of that. And then second fold to that was <clears throat> we get into high school or I'm going into high school and he said, he told me one day, he went to North Shore High School, which is a high school down in Houston, uh, big high school, um, one of the biggest in the state actually. And they're a powerhouse in sports. I mean, they're just really good. Well, they were playing Converse Judson, who back in the 90s, early 2000s, I mean, if you wanted to get state championship, you pretty much either had to go through North Shore or Converse Judson. And they happened to be playing each other. My dad said, you want to know what pro football players look like? I said, sure. He goes, well, we're going to go to a high school game. I said, high school game? I said, you just asked me what I want to know what pro football players. He goes, yeah, we're going to go to a high school game because – all these guys that you're competing to go to college for and all these guys you're competing to go to the NFL for, you're about to see them. I said, all right, let's go down there. Dude, you talk about an eye-opening experience? Yeah. I was like, wow. I mean, literally, I remember sitting back going, wow. I'm not even close. And... At that point, it was almost like the work. Like, I didn't need Dad to push me anymore. It was like, I'm doing this on my own, you know. But that work ethic being instilled in me carried over not only into my football life, but eventually my family life and my off-the-field life. Because whatever I do, I do it as hard as I can do it, whether it's my foundation whether it's raising my kids, whether it's being a loving husband to my wife, any of those things, like I put my full heart into it. So that to me is probably basis number one, the failure and then the work ethic. It's so cool to hear your perspective and the background, you know, the story behind the story. And so I love what you just said about work ethic and hard work. We tend, Steve, we talk about that a lot, you know, just because remember everybody's on the staircase there's no elevator to the top and stairs require work so whatever you're chasing is going to take hard work but it's going to be worth it you touched on one other thing mental toughness and i think we haven't really talked about this a lot but i really believe that mental toughness is a differentiator among men i think it's the number one reason that people quit they lose the battle in their mind before they ever lose the battle on the field. And you said that that was one of your things. So I'm excited to hear what you got to say about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we do, We just got through kind of talking about the failures and the hard work and all that stuff. And all that stuff is definitely also what separates people, you know, from the great, the good, not so good. But – that added aspect of what I'm going to hit on now, which is the mental aspect, that to me is is probably, like you said, the ultimate separation of good from great. And so for me, playing in the NFL, and I learned this in high school as well, is being mentally prepared for whatever comes your way. And so you can't just put on the pads, go out, I can bench 500 pounds. I can squat 600 plus and think you're going to go beat the guy across from you. 
Because once again, when you get in the NFL, that guy can probably bench close to 500 pounds and he can probably squat 600 pounds. So it doesn't matter. And in my case, I'm a 265 pound man. I'm very strong. But I'm playing against a guy who's maybe somewhere between 300 and 350. So he outweighs me by almost 100 pounds on the top end. So really is physical strength really going to help me in that aspect? Maybe a little if I use my leverage. But how do I know what I'm going to beat this guy with? Well, go in the film room. I would make sure that when I would go into a game, I knew more about this guy than he knew about himself. Now, the other part about it is, and this is where the toughness part comes in, the mental toughness part, is people don't realize when you get into those games, you don't keep doing the same thing the whole game. Because they're eventually, if they're losing, they're eventually going to change. And they're going to say, this ain't working. I got to do something else. And they may all of a sudden, midway through the first quarter, say, hmm, I'm not throwing both hands. I'm going to throw my inside hand. Well, now you got to change the way you rush this guy. So it's not like there's a set way going into the game and that's the way it's going to be and you just roll with it. There's a mental battle throughout the whole game as well as a physical battle. The physical battle being what you see. Mm -hmm. The mental battle being what you don't see, which is this guy's changed. Mm -hmm. I've got to be mentally tough enough to change with him. And it goes on the whole game. Mm -hmm. And, And I would even say sometimes it goes from play to play. You know, how many times have we gotten so frustrated with something we just literally say, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I quit. Yeah. Or I'm done. I'm like, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I mean, if you think about that, like you're a de- you're a defensive lineman, and and if you think about defensive lineman, even I don't even cross over into baseball players. So, like, if you got two sacks in a game, that's phenomenal. But what a lot of people don't realize, like, he probably played 65 to 70 snaps a game, and so you basically. If you would have got two sacks in a game, or even a lot of times one sack, you had a phenomenal game. Like it's 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 headline stuff. Robinson two sacks. Well, you you basically failed the the other sixty five times, and that and you go over to baseball. A guy who gets out seven out of ten times in baseball gets out seven out of ten times in baseball is a Hall of Famer, right? And and we. And that's, I think, why we really got to peel back and think about what it looks like to have mental toughness. Because even in life, even in your careers, even in whatever you're pursuing, more than likely, you're going to fail or not achieve your goal more times than you do. But your mental toughness is really is what's going to continue to push you towards those goals you set, the, the level of success you want to achieve, the fulfillment that you're searching for. But you got to be mentally tough. And so real quick, as we kind of start winding this thing down, Brian, maybe maybe give give the listeners one or two things that 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 you use to build mental toughness throughout your career and even in your life today. Because, again, a lot I mean, you you experienced and I experienced for years fishing competitively the mental side of 
competitive fishing tournament fishing is a huge element everybody out there can cast everybody out there can flip a jig most people can skip a dock right everybody can crank on a ledge especially with the electronics this day and age but in sports side fishing side every side mental toughness mental toughness is huge but you got to build it you don't it just doesn't happen so what was one or two kind of techniques or things that you did that that helped you build your mental toughness. Well, and before we get to that, I want to hit on something you just said. We got sat down one time, Jared Allen, probably going to be a Hall of Fame defensive end. I played yeah. with him for six years. Yeah. Um, great dude. We were talking to him one time, and he said, I, guys, I want you guys to think about this. If you have one sack in every 19 pass rushes, that equates to a 16-sack season. He said, 16-sack season is crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't happen very yeah. often. And he You're said, probably getting a raise. Yeah, yeah, just a little. <laughs> uh, but he said, my point is, it's not about you going out and getting a sack. He said, more so for defensive ends, it's how many times are you willing to lose to get that one sack? And he said, not that you go out there and you try to lose every rush, but when the play is over, can you be, okay, I lost that one, on to the next one. Going back to what you said, and, and to me, building the mental toughness, this is something that I think you can use in every aspect of life, sports, home life, you know, your job, whatever it may be, because I've used it in football, I've used it in fishing, I've used it in track when I threw shot put and stuff. I've used it at home. Number one, and I think this is probably the most important, I'm, I may not even need to do a number two. Number one is learning to let go of the past. And when I say that, I mean, if I lost the pass rush, there's nothing I can do about it. So I got to move on to the next play. Because if I let that play affect me for the next play. Well, now I've failed twice. And if I keep it in my head, well, then I'm going to keep failing. So guess what? I've let one play or one game affect the next two, three, four, instead of just letting it go and understanding, you know what? It's not in my control anymore. Move on to the next one. It's the same thing with shot put, for example. It was a world-class shot putter. If I had a bad throw, if I kept dwelling on that, it was going to affect my next throw. So I got to let it go. Family life is the same thing. You know, me and my wife, we talk about it all the time. When we have an issue that maybe one of us is not comfortable with or a little upset with or something like that, we talk about it, we put it under the table, and we move on. You have to address the issue, but you also have to move on. So those are the two things. I would say is number one is address the issue. But number two being the bigger thing is learn to move on. You cannot sit there and let things that you have either no control of or that has already happened or anything like that. You can't dwell on that. You have to move on. And if you do dwell on it, it's going to your one failure, your one mishap, your one trip up, your one whatever you want to call it is going to have a domino effect absolutely. for what happens next. Yeah, absolutely. You see it all the time in, 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 in business, in marriage, 
and parenting and sports, like if you'll just address the issue and then move on, don't let it affect the next day, the next play, the next adventure, the next conversation. Um, I love it. And, it, and it's a cool representation, guys. You know, we talk about grip wild and, you know, grip, um, you know, being God, relentlessness, integrity, and passion. Mental toughness is definitely one of those that fits into that relentlessness because, like you say, uh, great examples in, in the sports side, but even in life, even in your careers, even in relationships, man, you're, 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 you're not going to get it right a lot. You're, you're going to stumble a lot. You're going to make mistakes a lot. It, you're going to fail in life. But if you can build that mental toughness, and, and Brian's is just one example of how to do that. But if you can just build that mental toughness, I think you'll you'll find yourself um, far more successful, far more um, in a healthy place in your life where you're beginning to experience those things that you dreamed about, those things that you that keep you up at night, those things that you just know are inside and you know that you were created to do, and you begin to equip yourself to achieve those things. And so. B, I think our, our biggest takeaway today is he, he said something that I, I, maybe you guys can chew on this is, you know, if you're going to be that dude, you're going to have to be mentally tough. And so, guys, this week, y'all just kind of think about that. Think about areas in your life where, one, you can work on being mentally more mentally tough. And just like we say all the time, then execute on that. Know that it, that's what it's going to take. So don't just think about it. Execute it on it. Brian, man, thanks for being being with us today. Man, I know you're running and gunning and hustling, so I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful to have a relationship with you. I'm so I'm so thankful to have met you and get to hang out with you periodically throughout the year. And hope the best for you in fishing and and because uh, I know that that is a mentally tough game. And uh, but we're grateful, man. Thank you. And 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 y'all go check out his new YouTube series that. You know, YouTube this day and age is, is a really cool tool to just get fed and see cool things and kind of experience the community. What what's the what's the name of your YouTube series? So it's actually just on my page. It's just Brian. There's a space Robinson ninety six. It's all together, and uh, our YouTube series we're shooting this year is called the transition season. So it's kind of basically the transition from football to fishing. So go check it out, man. It, I, I I've enjoyed doing it. You know. One thing I will say is if people watch it, leave a comment. I read every one of them. Send yeah. me a message, something. If any criticism, whatever, we're, we're always looking for something to make it, make it better. Absolutely. Well, man, until next time, guys, I want you to remember, you are the dude, so go be a man who matters. <laughs>